chapter thirteen of australia new zealand and some other islands of the south seas by frank g carpenter this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by betty b in the marts of the city melbourne is one of the best business cities of australia and to a large extent the money centre of the country it has a number of rich men its people are great spenders and money is kept on the move most of the time by no means all of it goes for good living there are numbers of insurance companies real estate firms and banking institutions the chief banks have branches in the state of victoria and in all parts of the continent some of the stores are called universal providers taking the place of our department stores all have good window displays and they advertise in the spread eagle american way one man boasts of having one million books in his stock and fills the newspapers with rhymed effusions about his goods his shop is called the book arcade and it is a sort of department store in which books are featured it sells also stationery candy and pictures and in it you may get a tooth pulled or a photograph taken while you wait as in sydney many of the big stores are in arcades from one principal street to another which protect the shoppers from the blazing sun in summer among the most interesting shops are those selling jewelry for they give an idea of the wealth and the tastes of the people there are quarts of diamonds and pearls displayed in the cases and the windows are filled with rings brooches and precious stones among the most common of the jewels are australian opals they may be seen everywhere i verily believe i have handled a half bushel of them since i came to the country they are sold set and unset and are cheaper than with us although the better stones bring good prices an opal the size of a small pea costs three dollars while for fifteen dollars you can get one full of fire and as big as your sweetheart's thumbnail like diamonds the stones are sold by weight at so much a carat in walking through the business streets i see many curious signs one reads john jones fellmonger that is a fur store as i can see from the possum the platypus and the other skins in the window the shop next door has the word draper above it that is a dry goods store while the sign ironmonger on the building over the way shows that it is a place for selling hardware in australia the druggists are called chemists and a drug store is a chemist shop lumber dealers are timber merchants and the lumberman is a timber getter besides what seems to an american their queer use of english the australians are even more addicted to slang than we are their most common ejaculation is my word you hear this everywhere it takes the place of mon dieu in french ach gott in german and oh lord in the united states the australian evidently thinks his word a better thing to swear by than the name of the almighty among other slang phrases are the words screw for salary or income narked for angry cush for comfortable and putting on side for putting on airs if a man is assaulted by highwaymen and robbed he is stuck up and if he has no money whatever it is common to say he has not a bean good iron is an expression of incredulity at a preposterous story people ask you to hang up your horse instead of hitching it to have a man is to fool him or take him in if a person fails he is gone the bung and he is well off he is pretty well on 
we use the expressions on the jump or on the go the australian says he is on the wallaby when a man acts foolishly we sometimes say he is off his base with the australian he is off his pannikin an australian girl does not primp she titivates an australian dude is a toff a tramp is a swagman a humping bluey or a sundowner luggage is always called swag and the common word for food is tucker as to melbourne's business hours the forty-four hour week prevails generally most of the big stores are not open before half past eight or nine all except fruit and confectionery shops must close at six and all are required to shut up for the half holiday every saturday barbers and tobacconists may close half a day on wednesday instead of saturday even the drug stores have to close on saturday afternoons and on sundays as well melbourne is called the yankee city of australia and its people pride themselves on being like us they are considered the most enterprising of any people south of the equator i have been frequently asked if melbourne did not remind me of home or whether we have anything better of the same kind in the united states many americans flocked here during the gold rushes of the early fifties and some of them stayed and bought property several of the finest business blocks are owned by americans for instance the equitable life insurance company of new york has one of the best office buildings here a great many fortunes have been made in melbourne real estate the romances of its land speculations are like those of new york and chicago the island of manhattan was bought from the indians for about a peck of beads buttons and trinkets chicago could once have been purchased for a pair of old boots the australian aborigines traded the site of melbourne including six hundred thousand acres surrounding it for forty pairs of blankets forty-two tomahawks and a few knives scissors looking-glasses and shirts the same ground is worth more than one hundred million dollars today john batman the man who bought this tract was not allowed to keep it his claim was disputed by others and a few months later the governor of australia came down from sydney laid out the town and sold off the lots at auction that auction made fortunes for the successful bidders there were about two hundred men present and nearly all bought city lots of half an acre each the first sold for one hundred fifty dollars and another for twice that one block of ten acres netted twenty five hundred dollars that area is now worth at least fifteen million dollars and the value of many of the other lots has increased in about the same ratio the net proceeds of the day's sale were less than twenty thousand dollars yet today the same land is worth at least forty million dollars that is its value has increased just about two thousand fold which is certainly a fair profit the auctioneer was a man named hoddle who worked on commission his fees for the sale were about two hundred eighty five dollars and he took them in land he was awarded two lots in elizabeth street which he lived to see worth one million two hundred fifty thousand dollars that was certainly one occasion when talk was worth money for hoddle must have received in the end hundreds of dollars for every time he opened his mouth to cry sold this auction took place in eighteen thirty seven from that time the town grew steadily within twelve months a hundred houses were built and within five years it had six thousand inhabitants it was incorporated in eighteen forty two ten years later nuggets of gold 
as big as your fist were discovered at ballarat some hundred miles back in the country and melbourne boomed as san francisco did and at just about the same time hundreds of thousands of men passed through the city on their way to and from the gold fields and within ten years more than four hundred million dollars worth of gold was sent into melbourne for shipment to europe the town doubled and quadrupled in size it soon reached the rank of a city and kept growing till about eighteen ninety when it had half a million people then came a panic which seemed for a time to be the ruin of australia but melbourne was soon on its feet again and i agree with the people here who believe that their city is destined to become even greater as the commonwealth grows End of chapter 13